The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios here at the Star in Frisco, alongside the icy white of Heckma Harrison. We've got Seattle Kraken. Woo! We are here! Isaiah Stanback. Rob Phillips is here. And we've also got Chris Beam in Beamer. the back as always. The birthday boy! Yeah. It's, bir- it's birthday boy Chris. Two. Yeah. Ooh. Bootleg Trent Diffel. Do we need to go get, uh, what was his name, Jeff from Mansfield back on the phone and talk about some of the Chris stories today how since many, it's his birthday? How many years, Chris? 25. Yeah, I wish. Mm. <laughs> Reverse it. 25 years working here a month. Hey. hey. 44 today. Happy birthday. Happy oh. birthday, buddy. That's not old. That yeah, is not at all. Some great yeah, 44 fo- players. Uh, Jake McQuaid. Brian Bosworth. Boz. Ooh, the yeah. Boz. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. There's You're a lot a of good 44s, player. I feel. Man, I'm blanking on 44. Let's Michael look, Cage. Michael Cage, what, wasn't Rathman 44? 44 was Rathman, yes. San Francisco 49 Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Uh, I didn't want it to Rathman. Marlon Humphrey. Michael Cage of Sonic fame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Michael Cage. Let's go. <laughs> you see your Rafi. There we go. <laughs> I hate Seattle love on this show up, today. Did you just look up famous 44? No. Yeah, no, do no, it right I, now. It came to my head. That's know? exactly what I did. Yep, I don't, the first one that popped up was Marlon Humphrey. So it's like top NFL jersey numbers right now. That's awesome. And that would probably be the top 44, other than Jake McQuaid, of course. But Well, happy birthday, <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Man, I get the podcast all day today. It's great. Oh, it's your favorite thing to do. Until oh, yeah. five. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Keep listening all day, everybody. That's awesome. And the reason why Isaiah's wearing his Seattle Kraken shirt today. And hat. And, oh, okay, you've got the hat on, too? Yep. Uh, I hate that. Mm, I know you do. Well, the Stars host the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season yes, tonight. Yes, and I will be wearing my inaugural jersey. You and I sit pretty much exactly across, across yeah. the ice from each other. I'm going to be giving other. you all the looks. So. Oh, I'm going to yell at you oh, so hell, yeah, yeah. much tonight. Y'all got season tickets? Not season tickets, but he's a, a Kraken fan, and then I've got Stars tickets tonight. So. Okay. Yeah, I understand so. it. As soon as they announced that the Seattle Kraken were going to be playing this year, I circled the dates in which they were going to be in Dallas. My dad stood in line for my jersey. Got my jersey. <laughs> sent my jersey down here. We we went, when we went to Seattle this year. All the little all my minions, the wifey, we everybody got Seattle cracking gear. And everybody knows. Listen, no hate Dallas. I'm just a, I'm from Seattle. I rep my city. So we got all the Seattle cracking gear. So my little man last night was running around. I was working on the computer and doing some research. And he was running, grabbing on his hoodies, grabbing his t-shirts. I said, get all your stuff laid out. And we're gonna have a fellas night tonight. Mm, we're going to the going to the cracking game. So. That's awesome, though. Okay, I am so going glass. Oh, we're hitting the glass. Absolutely. Yeah, I think both of us are not too far. Yeah, off of it. Yeah. That's I'm, why I knew I'm a little higher. My up. wife. Well, my little man plays on hockey the, on the weekends. On the glass? No, she um, she got me like we were dating for like a couple months, and she got me glass tickets to the Blackhawks oh, Stars wow. game. 
That's what I'm like. She's a keeper. She's a keeper. <laughs> this is as low as I've ever sat for a Stars game, so I'm really excited about it. Really? Yeah. I've only been up in like the top level, like the nosebleeds, yeah. or like that second level. Oh, I've gets, never been live. in the lower bowl. It gets live. Yeah, I'm excited. Can't Can wait. Aaron hook you up? Uh, no, I won these at the Christmas party, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won these tickets in the raffle at the Christmas oh, party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. So nice. I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> if you're out at the AAC tonight and you're a hockey fan that also loves talking Cowboys, come yeah. say hi to us. Yep, say what's up. Yeah. I All right. I won't be hard to find. Let's talk about some news and notes and some football. I can tell Heckma's hockey is <clears throat> his. Is a hockey fan? It's just running thin. Your, your, your time of hockey talk. I thought he was a sports fan. Running thin. You're not a big hockey guy, are you? I was born and raised in Oak Cliff, Texas. Um, you know, the, the thing about Oak Cliff, Texas is we don't have a lot of ice in sticks. So that's not one of the things that we concentrate on around here. But that's cool. I mean, I like the hockey talk. You love lacrosse, though. I was, you know, it's something I have gained to to appreciation and respect for that's over fair. the years. Have so. you been to one of the, the games yet? at the Dickies Arena? Game. I'm sorry? Have you been to one of the professional lacrosse games yet? No, I haven't. Oh, at Dickies? At the Dickies? There's only been like two or three, though. <laughs> yeah, but I've been. <laughs> Heck, man, have you ever been to a hockey game? Uh, no. Okay, you and I are going. Nice. Now happened. they got a bro day going. Let's happened. go. We're yeah. going. I love it. Ain't, ain't I think you tonight. would like it. It ain't going to be tonight. <laughs> but we it's are cool. going. <laughs> I, I wasn't available tonight, Chris, but that's, thank you. I got, Chris, translation, I got big birthday plans tonight, yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I'm available tonight, Chris, right. but that's cool. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, all right, that's going to be fun. Chris and Heckman going to a hockey game. There you go. I, I love that I, for you. Robbie, I think you'll love it. Don't feel left out. I'm good. I, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey took me to one a while back. Oh, was, really? Yeah, it was like taking my work, my work dad taking me to, work, to, to a game. That's funny. It was fun. It was How fun. was that? Was that your birthday? We had a great time. It wasn't for my birthday. No, it wasn't. No, we I, had a good time, though. I uh, wish there was a hidden camera for that one. That <laughs> not a fly on the wall. Not, not a fly can't hear. Because fly can't hear. <laughs> you know that's messing me up for like two days now, right? <laughs> Did Mickey wear his jersey? I don't think 100% so. 100% chance he wore a jersey. He, no, he, wear, he has a camouflage stars hat mm. that he loves, man. He wears that all the time. Might that's wear awesome. it up here when he comes back in the office. Yeah, there you go. He's I've got my today. jersey for tonight. Oh, I got it's mine. So you know, I've been I've had mine since October. Yeah, you have it, the the custom one. Yeah, but you are you represent the town all day, all day, every day, every day. I see you. I I, I respect anybody who reps their city. No, that's yeah. rep your city. Look, I, I there's there's no question that I rep Seattle. No, no question. Nobody ever questioned. No, that. no, but there's never nobody be a question. Out of Seattle Sonics are still the best team. No, Seattle Sonics are still the best team. We've ever like. I'm still going to rep Seattle. Anything. No. Seattle volleyball. Seattle hockey. Seattle volleyball. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm repping it. To borrow a phrase from the kids too, the logo and the name. Fire S- slaps. Yeah, Fire. Yeah. It's slaps. It's, it's great. Yes. I'm trying. No cap on that one. No cap, as Brad Sham would say. Oh None. man. Oh, um, that just happened. Yeah, heck, that just happened. Did he ever say that in the preseason game? I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, so. I don't. I don't think he happened. did either. When, okay. Hey, when, hey, when you turn forty, you try to like cool it up a little bit, you know. Nice. Kind of, you know, it's maybe it's. No, I gotta, gotta, get, gotta get with the times. Yeah, sure. You gotta tell me. I got a fourteen-year-old walking around my house. So <laughs> this is yeah. everyday. Hey, was Sean Bradley forty-four? Uh, yes, he was. Who? Sean Bradley. Oh, Who? Yeah. Sean Bradley. Just came to my mind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. News and notes, Rob. What happened yesterday he's, at the Stars? It was a pretty dry day overall here, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody officially 
else activated off of the COVID no. list yesterday. But again, right that will be coming today, tomorrow. Uh, that's expected with Micah Parsons, with Tyron Smith. So not a lot of news and notes from the Cowboys' perspective. Just keep an eye on the 49ers injury report in particular. Sounded like Jimmy Garoppolo came out of the game against the Rams okay with that torn ligament in his thumb, which... Mm. From your perspective, I'm sure that's limiting mm-hmm. as a quarterback as well. And keep an eye on Trent Williams, their left tackle as well, <laughs> who had the elbow injury and did not play against the Rams. Oh, but uh, He's trying. Yeah, they'll see if <laughs> he could give it a go, and that's certainly a matchup to watch that's for Sunday. major. Yep. Yeah, and so, I mean, it kind of goes back to the conversation that we had the other day of you're you're looking healthier. You're getting healthier as you're going along, and you're starting to look at it as these guys are coming back. They'll be back on the practice field today, and hopefully more than those guys than that don't will be back on the practice field and working off of the side. Now, there was a report out there that the Cowboys – there was just one article that said the Cowboys signed Kai Forbath as a second kicker for the playoffs. It's not true, just so everybody knows. I got asked that question on Twitter, so I wanted to throw that out Mm. there as well. But (laughs) – can I just yeah. real quick throw in Go for it. John Fossil? I don't know if you guys heard that interview for talk for 15 minutes about how he's still got faith in Greg Zerline. Tiger Woods has lost his swing at times and gotten it back and, and all that stuff. And he thinks he kind of said two different things. He said, okay, yes, the back surgery in the offseason probably has affected him all year and his rhythm. But at this point, some of these misses are psychological. Mm. So not ideal going into a playoff game, you know, but I have that quote if you want it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah, let's play it. You know, cuz he's he's kind of been trying to find it really all season. You know, he's really been kind of trying to find it all season and he really only started trying to find it when, you know, the game was live, you know, Tampa week. That's when we first got him out, you know. We kicked quite a bit actually in the preseason, but it was all just swinging, really no operation. Um, about every other day we did quite a bit of swinging. Off, off the time clock. Nobody was out there. Um, I don't think people realize that. But, but as far as the operation and true game, you know, um, he really started trying to find it right about right about when the season started. And so, um, that put us behind the eight ball. And I think he's still, you know, I can speak for him. I think he's still trying to trying to find it. And he's been real close. And for a couple of weeks there, um, he was really dialed in. And then he said, Kansas City game, he hit a couple really good balls, and then he just kind of lost it. And he's been kind of back and forth, it seems like, since the Kansas City game, where he felt like that's when he found it. You don't think that's kind of scary to be going into a playoff game? <laughs> okay, talking about your kicker trying to find it? If it, was a, if it was a rookie, maybe. I think every kicker's kind of lost it before, and they find it again. Um, I think Tiger Woods, a lot of times, has lost it. You know, it's like, if you're a golfer, it's like, Man, once you get it down, once you just stay with that forever. But either they kind of lose it or they kind of tweak it. Um, so it's a good question. Yeah, that was Newey Scruggs yeah, asking a lot of questions. Hall of Famer though, Tiger's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, well, we got a ways to go, Greg. <laughs> Great questions by Newey Scruggs asking, uh, yeah, what, asking what everybody's thinking. Yep, you know, and the words uh, lost it, tweak. And mental, I mean, all throw around there, thrown around there for a kicker. It's not necessarily anything that helps ease the nerves. No, because he pretty much just said that he, that his his kicking game, his ability to kick, is like like a word search right now. He's trying to trying, trying to find it, and that's not what you want in going into the playoffs. These games are going to some of these games are going to come down to a field goal. 
That's just a reality. Or now you have to think about extra points, something that you never have really had to second guess. You know, you see, it, back in the day, it used to be extra point was just a given. It was a gimme. It was something that you just went to the bathroom on. Now it's a play that you sit around and you hold your, you hold your pee and you watch it and you make sure it went through and then you go take care of your business. So that's the situation that the Dallas Cowboys are in right now. It's unfortunate. But, you know, to his point, you know, there is some validity there. When you have somebody who has been doing something at a high level for a very long time and they get off their game and they get off their game, there is going to be uh, – there's always an opportunity for them to find it. And once they find it, it's locked in. So there is that hope. That boy a whole gangster. He caught that <laughs> and kept on talking. Let's do this, no man. That. that was pretty impressive. <laughs> Why are you bad? The camera was on him, and he still caught the panel and then just ripped it down and threw it on the ground. <laughs> That's, That's pocket poise right there. <laughs> Because situational sit- awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, he, he felt the pressure off the edge, and he just kept on rolling. No, that, that followed towards him, followed towards me. So I'm like, hey, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the kicking situation? I don't want to have any thoughts on the kicking situation, Kyle. <laughs> I don't. I don't want this to be an event. All right, we're turning this into an event. He just said everything you need to hear. This used to be a time where you go to the bathroom. You can't anymore. We have a ritual in our house where we hold our hands up. Right? <laughs> we hold our hands up while he's kicking because we just feel like if we just say it's good, it's going to be good. So everybody hold your hands up. I thought you were praying. <laughs> that's what the oh, Lord, please. <laughs> but Professor, it's good, right? It's, it's all good. good. It's all good. I don't want to make this into an event. And, and I want to take care of business and get started quickly so we don't have to come back here and talk about a kicker. We have a special teams coach that just took 20 minutes of his life talking about his freaking kicker. Beamer, please find that clip. <laughs> the entire the entire house. The whole house. Just this for the duration of the kicking operation. Yes. The snap to the hold oh. and the kick. Yes, love the, it. Got to hold your hands up. That's, I think, that's I think all of Talking Cowboys Nation should do that on Sunday, whether you're at the game or not. Greg's in line. When Greg Leg goes in line up. Hold on, time out. So they, yeah. have, they have two homework assignments. Check your pulse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> check your pulse, take a picture of it, put your arms in the air, and hurry up and take another picture of your pulse. Yes, we're not jinxing it. We're not jinxing it, Oh, man. man. Oh. We've got plenty of stuff for you to do during the game on Sunday. It's all revolves around kicking. And it's all about the special oh, teams unit. Man. Oh, that's hilarious. I just don't want to have this be a situation, and it is oh, becoming. I was about to say, it's a situation. No, it is, and, it, and it's, it's one of those things I'm sure everyone is uncomfortable with, especially with Isaiah outlines this one of these playoff games is going to come down to him actually hitting one and you look over the you look over the course of the the season he I believe going into the New England game had to kick a field goal to take it to overtime Zerline did that right there's several situations the the Vegas game we needed him he made that so I just man right now is the extra points and things like that man just makes this thing way too interesting we just don't need it in they're one in three this season in games decided by three points or less. Why would you do that? It just did. He, <laughs> I think he missed a field goal in all three losses. Mm. So Tampa Bay, I'm trying Vegas, to Vegas, Vegas definitely, and Arizona, right? Arizona definitely, yeah, yeah. He so missed that first, first, I mean, half. it's not the only reason why you lose a football game, and he is a veteran. And what else are you going to do at this point in the season? I would imagine, but you know, but the, they needed they needed to get right. The expectation is that these games are going to be close. Yep. 
That's the expectation in the playoffs. If you get a blowout, awesome, right? But the expectation is that you're going to have close one possession games. That's majority of the time. That's you're what not going to blow out you, most of these teams. Most you're not of blow these out. teams, absolutely. And every round it gets more difficult. So sure. you're, you're thinking about a team like we're about to face the 49ers. The 49ers run the ball efficiently, effectively, and they are very determined <sighs> and deliberate in how they run the ball. These guys are getting eight, nine yards of pop. On average, like, I don't know what I'm saying I want to say on average, but pretty consistently. Yeah. So if you go out there, you have a, you have you have opportunity to tie the ball game. You score, you say they have seven. You, you obviously score a touchdown. Now you miss an extra point. Now you're down one, and they just said we're going to take seven minutes off the clock and we're just going to run the ball. Yeah. That kills you. Yep, that kills you. And then if they work their way down to the red zone, now this team is at the top of the league in red zone, right? Top of the league in red zone, number one red zone team in the league. So now all of a sudden you're talking about their ability to actually be able to convert that drive into actual touchdowns, and now you're behind the eight ball. Now you're forced to start throwing the ball. It's a it's a it's a compounding problem that we can't afford to have. I think we're gonna throw the ball anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. We gonna add ass. They're gonna, they're gonna yeah. sure air it out. Uh, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, let's start talking about that San Francisco offense. What are the challenges that they bring, and can Jimmy Garoppolo? Win football games, big football games. He did so in week 18. Can he keep that going into the playoffs? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Look at that. Just turn it around the other way so the people at home can see this. No, no, look at that. Look at it. No, 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 no. No, no. Hold it up. Hold it up. They can't see that. They can't see it. 
That is ridiculous. Mm, the side no, turn profile. Aside. No, no, side profile. Side look, profile. Look, look, look. It will. The issue will be addressed. The matter will be addressed by this weekend. Hey, I, prom- I promise. We have that. We have that on recording. You're stubborn. We that? I'm not stubborn. I've been been busy. <laughs> been, I've been busy with things. Was sitting on a brick every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> busy with herniated discs. <laughs> Had to go into the chiropractor. Oh, I love it. But go get your wallet looking like Rob Pease. No, don't do that. Go get jobs at caliber.com or just make it all digital and don't have your wallet look just, like that. Yeah, just get money. Stuff just it. get that cash. All right, second segment here of Talking Cowboys. It is a Wednesday, so that means that we are previewing the San Francisco offense versus the Dallas defense. And Isaiah, I'll start with you on this one. As you're looking ahead to this matchup, Jimmy Garoppolo and company. They showed out in the second half against the Los Angeles Rams. They actually beat the Rams twice, as Chris Bean was telling me in the break this year. They swept the Rams. But can they do that into the playoffs? Is Jimmy Garoppolo a good enough quarterback to continue this momentum? Jimmy Garoppolo is, how should I say this without pissing people off? Mm. Piss them off. Yeah, say it with your chest. It's playoff time. He's Every a, day is say it with your chest. I'll just say it. He's a poor man's Dak Prescott. Mm. Um, I feel as if Dak needs a running game to play off of. Now, can he throw the ball You know, 40 times a game? He can. I don't like it when he does. I don't think he's as effective as a quarterback, but I, I think that Dak needs a efficient, effective running game um, to be as successful as we, you know, to tout him to be. Jimmy Garoppolo is very much along those same lines, but he's not nearly as effective as a Dak Prescott when he has that run game present. Their ability to run the ball positions him to be able to throw their play action game. That's how they operate. They are literally a baby version of Dallas in that regard. They want to run the ball. For, well, they they will be how Dallas used to be. These are run the ball, play action you to death. These guys are very deliberate about running the ball, and then every so often they'll put it in Garoppolo's hands to try to throw it. He is not an accurate passer. He doesn't make good decisions. He doesn't read the coverage as well. He makes he, he just, He's just not a very good quarterback right now. And if you force him to be in that position where he has to throw his team into a successful situation, I have zero faith that he can do so without making a mistake. Uh, What they did against the Rams, the Rams were just playing very soft coverage. I don't know what the heck they were doing. They were playing soft coverage. These guys were running routes on air. So the balls that he was throwing, these guys didn't have to – it wasn't contested at all. If you step up and you press those guys, Brandon Ayuk, I don't know if he can get off the ball. I know he can run a route without anybody putting their hands on him. He's going to catch that ball. Right. He, and Debo Samuel, it doesn't matter where you get him the ball. He's going to he's going to he's five eleven two fifteen. He's going to run you over. He's going to be hard to tackle. But you better get your arms wrapped around him. Garoppolo by himself can't win ball games for them. So Dallas has to get up and put him in a situation where he now has to drop back and throw because he will give you the ball in terms of turnovers. Mm. I'm trying to think of why you had to bring Dak Prescott's name into this. Because, I mean, I think that's – if you were to try to say, hey, who's Jimmy Garoppolo try to try to mimic his game after, I would say he's a – like I said, he's a poor man's Dak. Dak, he's trying to be He's Dak. trying to be – You're not comparing No, heck no. I would never compare those two. They're two different categories. But I think how their offenses operate, Dallas is effective when they run the ball and run play action. Mm-hmm. We saw that a couple weeks ago. That's, that is Dallas at its pinnacle. Run the ball, right? 100, 125, 140 yards rushing, throw the ball off of play action, right? Dak will do that. He'll, he'll dice you up all day long with that. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo's the same way. 
right? I don't like either one of them dropping back, right? If I, if they're if they're on my team, I don't want Dak dropping back forty times. I definitely, if I was San Francisco side, I definitely wouldn't want Garoppolo dropping back. I don't want him dropping back twenty times a game, right? Because the majority of those passes are going to be tip balls behind them, bad locations, opportunities for interceptions. So I say it in that likelihood, Dak's substantially better. Not making that comparison, just saying that their offenses mimic each other in that regard. Old Dallas, not this Dallas. This is killing more. I want to throw the ball at Dallas. But the old Dallas where we're coming downhill at you, stop us, and when you decide to try to stop us, now we're going to throw it behind you. Yeah, everything about this week I'm really fascinated by. Uh, Shanahan's offense. I love how the national media talk about how physical they are. and It's this physical versus finesse and all of that. And so in getting prepared for today and – I had to go back over tape to see had we faced this kind of team before. And the only team that I could think of was the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And reason being with Dalvin Cook and the way that he lines up, the way that they get you going with play action and the other playmakers that they have, this is that team, hmm. right? If they get you on skates and they and they those boots and play action, it's all open mm-hmm. over the top, and they have the playmakers that can do it. Debo Samuel is the biggest star that they have. Let's just make Absolutely. it plain. All right, and, and for our defense, and we talked about the struggles that they've had in getting tackles, this ain't the game to show no. up with a tackling No, problem. it's not. <laughs> you <laughs> no, know, you got to get guys on the ground. And I have to be honest with you guys. One of my favorite players in the NFL, but one, he, he's, he's tops, is George Kittle. And the reason why is he is a devastating blocker. Right. He does so many things for the 49ers that people don't, you know, say, look, that was all caused by what number 85 did. And so I think for us, the meeting them where they are is going to be very important in this game. This can't be one where you start slow. Uh, this is one where, and man, I wish I would have asked Nate, he just walked by, but their zone blocking scheme, I just wish more teams incorporated the zone blocking scheme because I think, look, athletically, offensive linemen have been known to be the best uh, athletes on your team. Mm-hmm. But I think the easiest thing for them to do is get out in space, get to the next level, and cut guys off. Man, if you turn on the tape with the 49ers, they are yeah. At the second level, they are they are mowing people down. That physicality that they bring to the table has to be met, and I think yeah. I believe that Dallas's defense is going to match it. Not only that, and trump it because of what you just explained, mm-hmm. Jimmy. If you put the ball game, you make them one dimensional, and put the ball game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, that's where. We, that's where we make hay. Because you go back to the Vikings game, what did we do? We held Cook to 78 uh, yards. We also held Thielen to 78 yards, and we did not allow their playmakers to get off versus this, this is the same scheme for this mm. game. It is a special scheme, and it's kind of cool because he, he has taken what his dad did with the Broncos and, and applied it to this and with some more wrinkles to it and diff, yes. different rushers, receivers running, guys in motion, the fullback in motion across the formation, all those things. It, it is really cool. You go back to when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, Garoppolo threw the ball eight times against the Packers, and they rushed for 285 yards. And to y'all's point, like in the Rams game, I watched it back, and there's five minutes left in the second half, and they're down 17 nothing, and they have four passing yards, and they're still running the ball. They're still trying to get their identity going. So they're going to try to stick to that as long as they possibly can. A big lead would prevent that, obviously. Um, but they're going to try to stick to that. I, I do think it. I don't think it's finesse versus physical. I think it's physical versus physical. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys, especially defensively, have been a physical defense all year long. The one exception this year to me was Denver. Denver punched them in the mouth, admittedly, and they didn't respond to it. So, and Denver wanted to run the football and do all those things and play action. 
that was a great lesson, I think, for the Cowboys. They can't allow uh, <clears throat> San Francisco to be more physical than them over 60 minutes in on Sunday's game. What aspect of Dallas's defense would you guys challenge to step their game up in, in this week? Linebacker. Thank you. I was thinking linebacker yes. as well. Yeah, linebacker, but I think we touched on this in the week too. You, you, the up front, Interior. Osa and Neville Gallimore and those guys don't allow the problems they had last year where you're letting linebackers just get swallowed up in the second level, like you just referenced. Guys just on them so quickly. They can't, you can't allow that to happen. And I'm not sure that they can prevent that mm. in this particular game. Reason being the blocking scheme. The blocking scheme, and who oh, please you guys turn in, tune in to, to our pregame live show. We're going to be out there at the stadium at two o'clock. I, I, I think I found I found a little Pandora's box, mm. and then there's little indicators. They they have some indicators, some things that you, and that's what you do Go at this time. To the other side of I the know. building, I know they don't, they don't, they don't pay for that. Hey, man, they don't pay for that. Hey, what, they don't what's pay going for on? That. Don't, don't, don't share it. I'm not on that payroll. I'm not on, on that Saturday. payroll. Yeah, you know I pick apart film. That's what I do. And this time of the year, honestly, you know one of the things, the gifts that I was blessed with was was being on a lot of playoff teams. Out of my six years, I was on four playoff teams, obviously one Super Bowl run, but I played with some of the greatest players ever, and I sat there and had an opportunity to watch how they study and, and how Tom Brady looks for the, the slightest details. How Moss and all these guys are looking for the slightest details and, and little things that can give you the advantage. And I found a couple of things on film as far as their running game, but to your point, Robbie, the defensive line has to get vertical, but they want you to get vertical. They let they let the defense alignment in certain aspects of their running game get upfield because those motions that you're talking about, those fullbacks and those tight ends coming across the formation, they want those linemen to come through so that those guys can wham block them. Mm. They want to crack back them, so they want Heckman to come through and feel like, oh crap, I'm through here, I got I got a chance, and then somebody's wow. gonna earhole him, and then guess what? Then the next one, now you got George Kittle coming. What's he gonna do? He's earholing the next guy. So now you got the lineman on the left side or whatever. Say say they're running to the right. You got two guys going wham blocking, clearing guys out, and you have linemen pulling back up inside. Now they're running clear up to the second level free. Yeah, unimpeded. That, that physicality that Rob was talking so, about, the physicality versus physicality. So that's what I'm saying. The linebackers are going to be very – their role is so instrumental in this particular game. Yes, the D-linemen and all the stuff we talk about, but this running scheme honestly takes a lot of those front-line guys out of the ball game. I hate to say that. It takes a lot of those guys out of the ball game because of how they want to run the ball. The second-level guys are going to be what stops this, uh, this, this 49ers offense from being able to be efficient on the run game. Well, what I don't want to see is uh, you know our free safety coming up and, and that isolation with Debo and our, our free safety. You mm -hmm. want to get to them early. But I think the great neutralizer of this is Michael Parsons. Yep. Seriously. Michael Parsons is a great neutralizer, and I think the way that Dan Quinn, hopefully the way that Dan Quinn uses him, uh, is allowing him in those later downs to, to rush at the end. But I think for Kyle Shanahan, and he understands our defensive line scheme, that the best way to, to nullify what we do best, which is pass rush, is to run right at us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, that's why I thought, I said yesterday, I think that, that Tank Lawrence's effect on this game is going to be really big because that's what he does better than anyone. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They will allow you to 
get up the field because, look, when they have those bootlegs or they're trying to fool you, they're coming across. They yeah. ear-holing you is the best example of that because they want to try and catch you underneath or at least catch you sleeping mm-hmm. on their motion. They're going to hit us with a lot of that. Yeah. And they run motion and they run – look, like they every play. Do, a lot of misdirection. <laughs> like, a lot of misdirection. But I'm just saying, like, they have formations that they run six plays out of that one formation. Yep. So I don't know what these guys are planning over there. That's what I'm saying. If you found Pandora's box, you may want to take it over there. I, I've, <laughs> I definitely found some indicators. But these guys, they run a lot of misdirection. A lot of misdirection. So not only does the second level have to be very physical, and you when you come down, I mean, I'm talking about even the third level, cursing those guys working their way down, curse, kneel. I'm challenging Van Der Esch. Micah Parsons, I want Micah Parsons to show up and be Micah Parsons. I need Van Der Esch to play outside of himself. I need Mike. I need I need Vander Esch to play outside himself. I need him to be the most physical, brutalizing linebacker that we have seen in Dallas Nation in a long time. That's a lot. It's a tall task to ask. It it's a hell of a tall task to ask. There's some really good linebackers here, but that's what Dallas Nation needs in this particular game. Because if you don't take the fight to these guys, they will wear your tail. Out. And maybe that rotation of Van Der Esch and Neil at the same time. Neil, is in, you say that about Van Der Esch, I say the same thing about Keanu Neil. Yeah. I think he's going to have to be aggressive as well at the line of scrimmage and getting guys down. No question. No question. And he's supposed to be back and working in this week. Mike McCarthy said that Monday, right? Yeah, sounds like he would do something Good. today in practice and build towards Sunday. That's the hope and expectation. Yes. Big, that's a positive as yeah. well because they're going to need him on the back end of that that defense. Now, big playability from f- the 49ers. It's certainly there. The stats show it. I'll tell you those stats. And how do the Cowboys slow it down when we come back with more Talking Cowboys after the break? Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. <laughs> talking Cowboys. I can't wait till Friday. I can't wait till Friday. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. minute. I know you have something just amazing that you've just been working on at the house. Sprinkles! Sprinkles! <laughs> oh, you gave it away! <laughs> gave it away! Now It'll I gotta be... go with something new. By the way, Friday is the first ever Uh-oh. Say It With Your Chest playoff edition. Woo! Ooh. How about that? What did Bart Scott say? Can't wait. Gotta bring the extra heat. <laughs> On Friday, final segment here of Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Bean, Kyle Yeomans. I agree. I feel like we could talk about this for two hours. So I'm excited. Why I'm that? really excited because I mean, a lot of people call I me. Mean, a lot of people. I don't know why. I, you know, I, I call it how it is. You know, you know, because I don't necessarily play one side or other. People call me Cowboys hater, but I feel good. How am I gonna be a Cowboys hater? Cowboys draft me. That makes zero sense. Um, but. I feel really good about their chances. I'm one of the people that call you a Cowboys hater. Yeah, I know. Hater, by the I way. know. Hey, I, know. I do too. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I got you. Two of the three people in the ring. I love the Cowboys more than I love anybody. They gave me the opportunity, <laughs> and I, I feel really good now. Every game is going to have its caveats, and you better bring your A game, obviously, in every single playoff game. But I feel really good about them having moved up to number three. I feel good about the path that that places them on and their ability to work their way through these games. Obviously, you start and you don't look past San Francisco, but I feel really freaking good about Dallas's chances if they show up and play Dallas, play how Dallas can play. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of the teams that made the tournament, I was excited to, to see whomever came uh, to AT&T Stadium, especially when, I, you know, obviously we have a home home game. I think the one team that I was saying, like, this is for a first-round matchup, which, which would be, hey, dog, you're going to be putting Ben Gay on them shoulders all week, is San, San Fran. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way that they run the ball. We got the – look, they, you, we've outlined it, we've mm-hmm. talked about it, how physical this game is going to be. But I think some of the things that fall in our favor are not what people are talking about. See, that's yeah, that's a great point. Like, Nate, the great Nate Newton, just came by in the break and asked us, one to, zero to five, what's your concern level? Five being your greatest concern level. His is at a zero. Yeah, Mine's higher than that. But I – that doesn't mean I don't think the Cowboys can win. I, I've talked about mm-hmm. how deep this playoff field is. Like, except for maybe Philly, any matchup they would have had, I would have been like, man, yep, mm-hmm. this kind of concerns me. This kind of concerns. It's supposed me. to. It's supposed to. It's the playoffs. Yep. But then you also have to think about on the flip side, what is Kyle Shanahan? What are they talking about? Like, how the hell are we going to deal with this and this and this for the Cowboys? You have to remember the other side too. Yep. So. It, it, it is going to be a really good match. He hasn't slept in two days. Well, he's, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm inspired. If, if just being honest, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and with the type of the style of offense that the San Francisco 49ers have, I am inspired. I'm hype. I am. I'm excited. I'm. I mean, I am elated that we're playing against the Dallas Cowboys because they have not proven that they can stop anybody from running the ball effectively. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's that's just fact. That's calling it how it is. They so, have they have in spurts, like Heck mentioned, Dalvin Cook, Minnesota. That was a good one. But there have been games where they have not. You know, I think even, even last might have been the first team that really ran yeah. at them and had success. Even last this past game, game. yeah, this past yeah. game was not reassuring in terms of ability to stop the you know stop the run. And now you're on the, on the heels of playing a team who was very deliberate in how they run the ball. I, I, so I'm I'm just speaking from their perspective. I would be excited if I was them. We run the ball. This is what we do. They haven't shown that they can shut down a run. I I love that matchup. Now on the flip side, right? Kellen Moore 
these dudes don't have enough DBs to stop even half of what we have out here. We're yeah. going to throw this ball all over the doggone place. So you're going to have where you feel you have the advantage. And that's the, that's the beauty of the playoffs. Every team does something really well. And then when you meet those teams, it's all about who does it the best. Yeah, and I think that's where Dan Quinn's magic comes in mm-hmm. to play. How is he going to scheme this up? Uh, what type of coverage are we going to play on the back end? You know damn well you can't come mm-hmm. out here and, and play three the whole game. And you're going to have to man these guys up. You're yeah. going to have to do a lot of things. Because, look, Debo Samuels as much as we talk about him as a running back, dude, he's a receiver. Yep. He is a exquisite route runner. And what our DBs do, like, look, let's just go back and just keep it real. Diggs is, is I, let's say, a man-to-man matchup. I take that all day. Ayuk mm. uh, on Brown, I take that all day. Uh, their third receiver on Lewis, I take that all day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, we check the boxes. Like, there are other places, like with Kyle check and things like that. They use him out of the backfield. I think that we have the linebackers that can cover there. All yep. we're talking about, literally, is the physicality yep. – when they line up that first series, second series, because you, like you just said, even when they're down, they still commit to the run. They won't stop. They won't yeah. stop. And that's why for us offensively, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, and that's where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. bro. That's where it's at. It's going to be fun. That's where it's at because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we're going to air them out. And when they get down by 35, something like that in half, it's over, baby. They, they are the Tennessee Titans wow. of the NFC. Because of how they run the Their ball style. so yeah. That's stubbornly. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through. But they can hit the big play, too. They can. They can absolutely hit the big play. And kind of going into this, listen to this. 49ers (laughs) led the NFL in yards per play. Led the NFL. They're not just middle of the road, top Mm. ten. Number one in the NFL in terms of yards per play and red zone percentage in 2021. They had 63 completions of over 20 yards this season. That's fourth most in the NFL. They can push the ball down the field. It's not just – Exactly. Thank you. It is. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) It's off of the play action. It's because of how stubbornly they run the football. And it opened things up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, one of just three quarterbacks to average over eight yards per passing attempt in 2021. Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. Were the other two, and those are known as two of the best deep ball throwers mm-hmm. in the game right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo's in that category. Bold prediction: If we force Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo to throw over thirty times, he'll have three picks. Yeah, that's, his, that's another his thing. Thumb a problem? Yeah, he's playing through a lim- ligament, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't and, really look like it in the game. And hell no, no and, and I question didn't. it uh, big time. <laughs> but but I I know that Shanahan's leash for Garoppolo is like that yep, long. Trey <laughs> right there. <laughs> He's got a pit bull leash on him. You know, it's like seriously, <laughs> you cannot let him kill you. And that's why you saw that in the game. They're like, look, what we're not going to do, even though we're down seventeen to zero, is put this in your hands. Yep. He is a he's a bus driver. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it, when it comes down to quarterbacks that we faced so far, if this was Mike Tyson punch out, this is glass jaw Joe. <laughs> All right. If you can't get by him, dog, you're going to have problems. <laughs> Did I just I, Glass Jaw Joe, they didn't even give him skin. They just made him a digital green man. What a game. What a game. Kyle <laughs> doesn't know about it. Yeah. I no, I know. Okay. But this is going to be a it's going to be one of those rock'em sock'em types of games and you, we just like I said, it's going to be big get on big. It's not, it's not King Hippo or uh, mm. I'm looking up the case. <laughs> so the, so no, the you, you know. What I'm <laughs> King Hippo. The only thing that that worries me about that is the the final drive and what he was able to do to drive down the field and kind of convert there. The game He's got it in him, yeah. but you just can't allow that to come out. But I mean, I mean, the Rams were playing cover four, 
and they were playing soft cover three. Yeah. So if yes, if you let Brandon Ayuk and you let Debo Samuel get off the ball without anybody putting their hands on them, yeah, I'm freaking hey, I run 12, 14 yard routes all day long. Yeah. And that's what they were asking them to do. And the times that they were contested, guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing the ball into coverage of three people. Like, he'll do he that. Will, and and he often. Had, had two picks in the game. Yeah, he had two picks, and there was a play where he almost had pick back to back plays. Right? So, like, he really should have had like four or five picks in that game. That Jalen Ramsey pick was next yeah, level, I mean, though. Yeah, 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 but if you go back and watch the play, he threw it into triple coverage. Yeah. No, there were three blue jerseys. <laughs> it was an amazing, amazing play, but he threw yeah. it into triple coverage. And and and, and we'll obviously you guys check out film room this week. We'll 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 break that one. That's one of the plays we'll break down. It, it, that was terrible read. Terrible. He he predecided where he was going with the ball. And if had he just read the coverage, the the coverage would have determined where the ball should have went. He said, "Nah, I'm throwing it here." And that's got to be maddening for Shanahan, knowing that he he understands that I got to have a quarterback that can. That's why they drafted the way that they did. Because <laughs> just take care of the football. Take care of the football. Yeah. That's really all they need, and that's all he's relying on. He's not relying. He's not going to rely on Garoppolo. I hope he does. You, he can't. I hope he does. He doesn't have. I hope he has him. to. I hope he has to because he'll yeah. throw three picks in there. Yeah, that, that his jump out the cake moment won't be good. Yeah, yeah. Pasties. Maybe that's what the maybe that's what the the focus is for Dan Quinn. <laughs> Did we really? Uh, maybe that's what the focus is for Dan Quinn. Put it in Garoppolo's no, hands. Right, Take please. away a run. Make sure that you don't allow for Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk to beat you on the ground. Ooh, I can't wait to see Trayvon Diggs be physical. Oh yeah, he's gonna have. To I want. Be. I want to see it. I don't think we've had. I don't think we've seen that out of Trayvon Diggs this year. That's mm. f- physical all around for the secondary because if number number nineteen gets in that secondary, boy, you can't be pitter patting. What yeah. my 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 coach in high school tiddly winking. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wink with him. Was that samples? That said that no, no? no, it was Coach Samples, but it was my coach. But another coach oh, said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't tiddly like wink. Dude playing the dude playing the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow we're gonna preview where the in in the words of Heckma Harrison, the rubber meets the road. The Cowboys offense versus. Is the 49ers defense. Cowboys trying to continue their historic <laughs> offensive season and keep their momentum alive. It's going to be a lot of fun against that front seven and against the secondary that's pretty susceptible. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth tomorrow, but that does it for us here on this Wednesday edition. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow 9 a.m. on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!